welcome to service. We are so glad to have you. It's another Sunday and it is the first in August. Isn't that brilliant? So God has brought us into the eighth month of the year. That is the month of new beginnings, number eight. We are so glad and so grateful to God for what God has done and what God continues to do. How has your week been? How is July? How's the first seven months of the year? I trust it's gone well. I trust it's well with you and your family. I trust you're coming into what God has prepared for you. And if everything you had asked, you haven't seen yet, or it hasn't manifested, manifested as you, you would have expected, wait for it. It will surely, surely come. So we are so glad to have you with us again. Um, I want to thank Pastor for um, allowing me to use this platform again. We have been sharing Bible Heroes for the last few weeks and it has been great. Pastor has this new um, series called The Marketing View and we've had it over the last two weeks. It's been so, so good. If you have not caught up, if you weren't there, you need, 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 need to catch up. And the truth is that you don't even need to you know, have to spend time. You might think, oh, when am I going to listen to it? Oh, I don't have the time. Just put it on in your car or when you're cooking or when you're ironing or washing, just rather than put on um, some social media funny video or something, why don't you just play God's word and let it get into your spirit, man, and, you know, profit you in, in, in your spiritual life. It's, it, it I mean, You'll be so blessed by it. So, so two weeks ago, we had a very, very lovely, lovely uh, message Pastor gave on the, I was call it the antidote for jealousy. And um, this this week that's just gone, Pastor talked about charisma. It was really, really, really good. And I think it would help all of us. But Pastor's talking about what are the attributes that if you have, it will draw God's promises. It will draw those things that you want and you need to yourself. It will draw your destiny helpers. It will draw all those things you're praying for because everything it is that you want is here, right here on earth. In fact, for many of us, it's just next door or, or it's a street away or it's in the same town. We just need to, you know, we just need that attraction for it to come to us. We just need to manifest it. Amen and amen. So we have been discussing Bible heroes and we're talking about biblical principles for success. So today we're going to be talking about courage. I mean, if you've noticed, we have spoken about a number of topics or principles. I would say what ties them together is faith. Because, I mean, if you look at faith, you wouldn't, if you look at it as a singular subject, it's really, really large to encompass it so many things. We have looked at so many aspects of faith. So you look at trust when we talked about total dependability. You look at perseverance, the stay in power. We look at patience, which is the twin of faith. We look at obedience, you know, look at focus last week, which is also vision. Today, we're going to be talking about courage which is another aspect of faith so what we call taking the step of faith or the leap of faith and today we're going to define that as courage so let us pray father we thank you 
Father, we thank you. We bless you. We glorify you. We honor you. Thank you, Lord God, for your word. Thank you for the privilege of hearing your word. Father, bless us as we hear. Father, Lord God, anoint my tongue. Let me minister grace to the hearers. Father, we ask, let us hear your word, not the enticing words of the man's wisdom. Thank you, Lord God. Ask them faith in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So today we're going to be looking at the principle of courage. The truth is we're never ever going to be able to get anything done until we take a step, until we take a leap. Hallelujah. That is why the Bible says we doubt that faith without works is dead. Because there has to be corresponding action to your faith. So the woman who used to have the issue of blood said, if only I can touch. So first of all, she believed while she was at home. She believed, if only I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. But she didn't stay at home. She didn't fantasize it. She didn't say, mm, love attraction. So somehow we manifest it. No. She had to leave her house, lock her door, walk. No, first of all, she probably had to find out where was Jesus that day. And then she had to walk to wherever it was that Jesus was. And then figure out how to get as close to Jesus as possible. So it took a lot of planning, working, being even brave and confident enough to go, to leave her house. And being brave enough to actually touch him. Amen. I'm sure she wondered, what if somebody sees me? What if somebody shouts when they see me? What if somebody stops me? What if I'm not able to get through to him? She had so many things that could have gone through her mind that would have stopped her in her tracks. But she moved. She moved. Hallelujah. So courage, some people define it as taking action, doing something when there is danger, when you feel afraid. But I like to say, somebody else said, it is grace under pressure. I like that. It's grace under pressure. Hallelujah. But I like to say it is taking action when all things are not equal. You know, something we always say, all things being equal, all things being, what if things are not equal? So it's taking action when things are not equal. Hallelujah. When things are not equal. When you, things happen that you have not anticipated. When things happen that you're not very sure of. When things haven't played out the way you thought. When things are not equal. Hallelujah. And we're going to be looking at a number of Bible characters. You know, God always worked with people of courage. And God did everything to push people forward, to be brave, to take that step that will take them to the next level. Many of us will not be, will never be able to achieve the things that God has in store for us, the plans that God has. You know, even just our normal capability. Many of us are living below our potential, way below our potential. All of it, we're living way below our potential. If we know, if we can see what we are capable of, 
no matter age, no matter our sex, no matter our, our, our personality, what we are capable of doing and producing, if God can open our eyes to see, we will be shell-shocked. We will be very shocked. We are living below it. Why? Because we're not courageous enough. So many of us fear that holding us captive. What if they say? What if somebody does? What if, they, what if I fail? What if this is it? What if I lose everything? What if I... And now I'm not talking about anything negative. I'm talking about those things that God is telling us to venture into. Go and start that business. Go and meet that person. Send that CV to that, to that office. Send it to that company. Move to this city. Many of us are not able to do, take those steps. Those things that God wants us to do. Imagine Abraham. God telling him, move away from this country. Move away from the city of your fathers. And start going to somewhere I will show you. He could have thought, what if there are bandits on the way? What if there's a lion? What if this? What if they steal? What if this one? What? There's so many things. The, the, the truth is, if you want to give excuses, there are a thousand and one excuses that we can give as to why we don't want to go to work, why we don't want to get out of bed, why we don't want to chase that new venture. There's so many things. But for many of us, God is waiting for us to take that one step and it takes courage to do it. Hallelujah. Amen. So, we're going to look at a few people. I'm going to try and rush through them. Number one is Moses. One of the most powerful men in the Bible. You know, first of all, he started very self-aware, very assertive, knew who he was, because he was brought up in Pharaoh's palace. But after that incident where he um, killed an Egyptian, he knocked his confidence and he ran away scared afraid of Pharaoh, Pharaoh would kill him. It was time to go back and at the burning bush, God told him, I want you to go. Let us read a little bit of it. Exodus chapter 4, from verse 10 to 12. And by here, he had given God so many, so many excuses. What if they ask me who sent me? What if they don't believe me? What if they ask me where I've been? What if, you know? So in, in, in verse 10, he says, pardon your servant. You know, he had said so many things. What if this? What if that? If they asked me this and that. Okay, come. He said, pardon your servant, Lord. I have never, ever been eloquent. Neither in the past, nor since you have spoken to us. Since now, serving me, speaking to me, I'm not eloquent. I am slow of speech and tongue. The Lord said to him, who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. Hallelujah. Is it, you know, the God we serve is is an amazing God. I don't think we have any ad adjectives that can qualify who God is. That is why, you know, I'm sure God just chuckles at us when we give him all the excuses. Or oh, what if it doesn't happen? God, what if they don't believe me? Or what if, you know, I'm sure God just, he, he, he's, he's, he's equally as amazed. Okay. He says, 
I've not never been eloquent. You know, first of all, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, you know, I go pastor. I don't have the charisma. You know, I can't. You know, I don't have a way with words. This is not even just that. I'm slow of speech and tongue. I'm slow. God, you know, God was really, really not having it. God says, "Have you forgotten who I am? You know who you're speaking to. Who gives people their mouths and their tongue? Who makes people mute?" Hallelujah. He says, don't worry. Go, I will help you speak. And I will teach you what to say. And, you know, you would have thought this would be enough for Moses. You know, at this time, Moses did not know God's ways. Moses did not know God's ways here. Moses, and, you know, after this discussion, he now said, God, send somebody else. Also, oh, Anna. He said, is there one deliver not your brother? Go. Let him speak for you. Let him speak for you. He will be like your prophet. You'll be like the God to him. Ah, hallelujah. So at the end of the year, after that, Moses still said, Pardon your servant, Lord. Please send someone else. The Lord's anger burned against Moses and he said, What about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he can speak well. He's already on his way to meet you and he will be glad to see you. He shall speak, you shall speak to him and put words in his mouth. I will help both of you speak and will teach you what to do. Hallelujah. So God, God equipped us with everything, every ginger God had, God gave to Moses so that he would pick up the courage. It's, it's, it's so good the next step he took because in verse 18, Moses went back to his father-in-law. You know, he had been living with his father-in-law and, and, and his wife and children. And he said to him, let me return to my own people in Egypt to see if any of them are still alive. And Jethro said, go and I wish you well. So he took that step and that was his step to greatness. Never look back never looked back imagine if he hadn't taken that step imagine if he hadn't gone imagine if he hadn't obeyed he took that step and don't forget he was a fugitive he could have i mean i'm sure part of things are wearing what if i just get them and say kill him fall on him but god had to say i will be with you i will help you and towards the end we will go we will go over a few things a few promises that god has made us that we, we should never ever be lacking in courage hallelujah amen and next we go to joshua you know after moses had served god very powerful very powerfully and very powerful over the people the children of israel and he died you can imagine those big shoes to fit into those big shoes it's gonna happen to any of us who have to take a big role a role we're not used to you know, something we've been training towards and now it's time, it's a time to shine. You know, we look at many of these athletes in the Olympics. They've been training and then they get on the world stage. All eyes on you. A lot of, a lot of pressure. Hallelujah. It takes a lot of courage for those athletes to do what they do. A lot of courage, a lot of courage. And what did God tell Joshua? I'm sure 
you know, first of all, they were mourning the loss of, of Moses. What did God tell him? God told him in Joshua chapter 1, verse 6 and 7, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. And it's so great that it's God himself that is encouraging them. It's God himself infusing to them courage like God does to us now from his word. You know, if there's anything that's challenging, anything you're worried about, anything you're thinking, how will I do this? How will I get on with this? Just go into the word. Just go into the word and read some of these verses and encourage yourself in the word. Hallelujah. Let's look at Daniel. You know, we talk a lot about Daniel. We talk a lot about his three friends, how brave they were, how courageous they were. They, they were. You know, we remember the three Hebrew children. You, you know, I mean, lots and lots and lots of, of, of preachers have preached on them. You know, I think one of my best lines is what they told um, Nebuchadnezzar. He said, see, O king, we're not careful to answer you with this one. <laughs> see this matter, we're not careful. We're not stuttering. We're not shaking. We're not worried. We're not even going to give you too much respect. We're not careful to answer you. you well, no matter which way you take, you do it. You put us in or you don't put us in. You know, we, we're not going to change our minds. We will not bow. We will not worship this image you have made. You know, it took so much courage. See, Nebuchadnezzar was so angry. He said, please, eh, these boys are trying me. Go and make that oven as hot as possible. Heat it many times over. And they put some more heat. It. Mm. Do you know that the people who threw them in to that furnace, fire leapt out and burnt them and they died. The people who threw them in. <laughs> but they got in there. You know, they look at this looks. Just throwing people who are bound in there. What? I can see people who are walking around. They're no longer bound. And I can see someone else who is like the son of a God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if you have ever been in the face of danger, don't forget the God that we serve. The Bible says that when they were brought out, they didn't even have the smell of smoke. <laughs> How powerful. How powerful. Hallelujah. And, we, you know, we look at Daniel, the story of Daniel. You know, in, in Daniel chapter 6, verse 3 and 4, it says, Now Daniel was so distinguished. He so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. You see, you see those evil destiny destroyers? The king had plans for Daniel because he had distinguished, it wasn't nepotism. 
This was something he earned. And when they found out, at this, the administrators and the staff, they tried, tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. So they tried to find, they tried to find, but they looked, they must, must have taken them some time. They have to have to go through all his records, go through everything he has signed, go through all his papers. Imagine they use a command, you know, go through all our records, all our notes, all the work we've done in the office. Can we be as excellent as Daniel? That they will be unable to find anything against us. This was the case of Daniel. Hallelujah. They could find no corruption in him. Because he was trustworthy and was neither corrupt nor negligent. You see, this man was so excellent. So this man, he was not corrupt and he was not negligent. You know what it means to be negligent? So it's something you're supposed to do, you didn't do it. It's not because you couldn't do it, you couldn't do it well. But you didn't do what you were supposed to do. Hallelujah. Finally, this man said, we will never find any basis for charges against this man, Daniel, unless it has to do something with the law of his God. Because they knew he was very faithful in service of the Lord. It was evident that this man was a servant of the Most High God. And then they decided, ah, we know what to do. The enemy will always come up with his plans. He will not run out of the idea, bad, bad ideas. He will come up with his plans because he wants to try to, to destroy whatever it is that God wants for us. But he, we know he will never, ever win. Hallelujah. He will not win. He will not prevail against us. Hallelujah. So what did they do? They went to the king and said, King, you know, you're a very, very nice king. You're very good. We really, really love you. We have come with a proposition. Let us worship you for 30 days. Let's not worship any other God. You know, because they knew the vanity of men. You know, men love things that exalt them. Let men love things that prop up their ego. Men love things that move them up and make them feel good. Make them feel like they're the best. And so, they, you know, he said, be a good idea for everyone to worship you. Days. And he signed it, used his thing, his his ring, and and bound it and said, nobody should bow down to any other thing because they knew this is the only way they were going to get Daniel. Bible says that once Daniel heard that it had been signed, he went quickly to his house, opened the window. He didn't even say, let me close the window. He opened the window and did his prayer. Faced with them and did his prayer very nicely. He said, we have got him. You know, and lions were involved. It wasn't like, you know, it was just going to be a small punishment. They were going to put him into the lion's den. He didn't shake. He didn't worry. He, he was very okay. Very, very okay. And he went into the lion's den. It was the king that was upset. It was the king that was not able to sleep. Hallelujah. And very early in the morning, the king went and said, Oh, Daniel, oh, did the God that you said, did he save you? Did he deliver you? Hallelujah. And Daniel chapter 6, verse 21, 22. Daniel answered, May the king live forever. My God sent his angel and he shut the mouths 
of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight. Nor have I ever done anything wrong before you, your majesty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God defends you when you are brave. God defends you when you're courageous. God defends your honor. Hallelujah. That is why we should be people of integrity. We should be people who keep our hands clean. We should be people who, when they come to check, have they done everything they were supposed to do? It will be said of us. Yes, they have done everything they should have done. Hallelujah. And God sent an angel to defend him. Hallelujah. And what happened to all those people? They threw them into the lion's den. The Bible says that before they even got to the bottom of the den, the lions had finished them. The lions had finished them. Do not be a portion in the name of Jesus. Amen. We are them who overcome. Hallelujah. And finally, we're going to look at Esther. We all know the story of Esther. We all know the story of Esther. You know, Mordecai had come to, you know, she, first of all, she said, I can't go. Just like all of us, you know, like, you know, normal loss. <laughs> go now. <laughs> I can't go. You know that the king does not allow anybody to, to, to see. If he hasn't called them, you can't go. First of all, that was, I mean, like every other, I can't go. You know, I thought that Mordecai, you know, gingered her. He just stated the facts for her. You think you're going to escape because you're in the palace. And who knows whether God put you there for a time such as this. That was all she needed to hear. And she says, very well. Go and fast. Ah, my maidens will fast. Three days. And after that, I will go and see the king. And if I perish, I perish. You know, this is why, you know, the, the heroes of faith were men of renown. Because they were ready to put their lives on the line. They were ready to, to, to give everything, including their lives. They're ready to lay down their lives to do what they needed to do. It takes a lot of courage, a lot of courage. Hallelujah. That is what God is calling us to today. It is time to take a step of faith in the right direction. We have come into August. There are so many things that we have been telling God, God, this is what I want this year. This is what I want this year. So many of those things are hanging on us taking a step, on us making a movement, on us doing something. And to do that, they many of us courage. We just need that courage. We just need that courage. We just need to make our minds to do it. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible talking in Hebrews chapter 11. It talks in Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 32 to 34, it says, What more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, and Jephthah, about David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shot the mouths of lions, quenched the fury, of the flames and escaped by the edge of the sword whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Hallelujah. You see, so many of the things that we regard as our weakness actually are strengths. 
because God has the power and the ability to turn our weaknesses into strength. To turn our weaknesses, our vulnerabilities into strength. We just need to take that step. We just need to take that step. That is all we need to do in August. We need to take that step. We need to bring out that CV and polish it again. We need to make that phone call. We need to write the application. We need to write that grant. We need to go and see that person. We need to make that phone call. We just need to take that step. That's all we need to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Whose weaknesses is turned to strength. Look at Moses. Can you imagine that timid man at 80? Can you imagine? Lord, pardon, I can't go. Send somebody else. He's the same man who went to Pharaoh so many times. He's the same man who led those children of Israel out of Egypt. He's the same one who proceeded over there in the wilderness. Powerful. He's the same one who sat and ate with God. The Bible says, spoke with God face to face. Face to face. Whose weaknesses turned into strength. So I want to encourage us. It doesn't matter where you're going. It doesn't matter what you think is your weakness. It doesn't matter what you think is your barrier. It doesn't matter what you think is standing in your way. It's your excuse to not do I think God is calling you to do. You can do it. You can do it. God is waiting for you on the other side. Hallelujah. What does what the Bible say? I'm just leaving us with a few scriptures that I think will help us. Hallelujah. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. It says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I want us to take these verses. If you need to write them and scatter them all over your house, you need to put them on your phone as your screensaver. Finish you teach them to your children. But these are the verses I want you to rehearse and to speak throughout August. To take that step that God is calling you to take. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power. Of power, of love, of a sound mind. The Bible says that the righteous are as bold as lions. Hallelujah. So God is waiting for you. Anything that is bringing fear to you is not God. Anything that is bringing fear to you is not of God. God has not given us a spirit of faith, given us a spirit of boldness. Hallelujah. In um, Luke chapter 10, verse 19, he says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing, nothing shall by any means hurt you. So where is the power? The power is in you. The power is in you. Jesus, Jesus has broken the power of him who holds the power of death. And it's the devil who speaks of this in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14. He has broken the power 
of that Romans chapter 8 verse 31 it says what then shall we say in response to these things if God is for us who can be against us he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things give us all things so what is it you are believing for what is it that is bothering you what is it that is worrying you the bible says he did not spare his only 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 at the time his only son he gave him up if god is for you who can be against you is go if god is on your side who can be against you so this is a month we have to be courageous. This is a month we have to move boldly. This is a month we have to move forward. We need to press forward. We need to take that step this month. We just have five months to go to the end of 2021. Five months. What do you want in these five months? What do you want it to be? It is lying in your hands god is waiting for you to take that step amen let us pray